we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, put on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back for What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. It's Monday. And heart's heavy, tired, frustrated, angry, shit conflicted. Within the past 72 hours, I've cut off people that say shit like, well, why don't they just comply? Or, you know, oh, police ain't like that. And, you know, uh, black, what about black on black crimes? And. With those exact same scissors, I've I've cut people off that said, you know, fuck the police and, you know, this corrupted government and every, you know, I've, I've done it. I had to call one of my friends up who's a cop down in Florida just to check on him, make sure he okay. And then the exact same breath call one of my friends who's protesting right now. You know, I, I really didn't even want to do this episode, to be honest with you. I really just, I just really just wanted to just lay in my bed. And figure out how I can just help, you know, help the world or just help my community or do something for somebody. You know what I mean? And I just, my, my, my soul is just swelled. My heart is swelled. And now here I am back in the booth recording. So I really just wanted to just take a moment real quick before we start this episode and just say my heart, my condolences go out to the George Floyd family. That the shit that happened in Minneapolis is just it's just mind blowing, and the fact that we gotta keep watching it every single time we turn on our phones, the t- every single time we try to Google some shit, it's all over the news, it's everywhere. I really want to tell people that don't let me, don't let the media distract you from the reality that we have in front of us. Let me rephrase: Don't let the media change your perception of of other people. Because it, 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 it seems like right now as we speak, there's this big old divide. And, you know, I really wanted to just take a moment that some of the protests that I've witnessed, some of the protests that I've witnessed to finally just see people that are not just black in them. It's just it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I never thought that I would see that. But at the same time, I just really wanted to just take a moment and just reflect on me back in Detroit. Now, for those who don't know, I come from Detroit, Michigan, and Detroit's predominantly black. You know, I grew up in a black school. Our teachers were white, and majority of the people I was around was black, though, like majority of the people. And I remember growing up in that because when you grow up in just one area where it's just the same type of people, the only time that you interact with other people outside of your culture is when you go outside of the city, you do form a certain type of mindset or perception of them. And I remember joining the military. I remember when I finally joined the military and actually interacting with people outside of my race, you know, Mexicans, suspend. I didn't, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't even know there were other ethnicities like or other cultures within the Hispanic community. I did not know that. I didn't know there was Dominicans. I did not know there was Colombians, Cubans. I thought it was just all Mexicans. And that just showed you the ignorance that I had coming from Detroit. And it wasn't that my environment 
didn't teach me. It was just my environment did not have those people in there. You, you see what I'm saying? It can't teach you what it doesn't have. And I remember meeting my rack mate. Uh, I think he was some Italian dude named Fidoli. Uh, the guys across from me, uh, Smith and Bullimore, these people. Bullimore was actually Indian, but he didn't look it. You see what I'm saying? Like he actually came from a different, a different country. Actually, he even showed us a green card. I had never even seen one. Smith was white. Smith was very white. He was from like North Carolina. And he was exactly like, if you could see one of the guys from Breaking Bad, like that's who Smith really reminded me of. And Fadoli, me and Fadoli were going back and forth about a lot of stuff. Me and Fadoli really didn't like each other. We ended up liking each other later on down the line. But I bring that up just to show you what it's like to just see other cultures. You know, what it's like to be around people outside of your culture. And we all had our misconceptions of each other. We all thought one thing. I remember Bullimore asking me things like, you know, references from like Boys in the Hood and, you know, other shit like that. And I remember, well, me and Smith actually like got along. We came from like the same type of background. Fast forward. The first time that I ever experienced racism was when I was in the military. And I remember, you know, I was walking down the hall and somebody came up to me and they were like, Hey, Thigpen, is there any coons in Detroit? And I didn't know what, what, what coons were. And I remember saying, nah, you know, I thought they were raccoons. I was like, nah, there ain't no fucking coons in Detroit. He's like, are you sure? It seems like Detroit would have a lot of coons in it. And I didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. And I remember somebody pulling me off to the side and telling me like exactly what he was referring to. And I was just so blown away. I was so hurt. You know, and I was angry. But I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't lash out the way that I wanted to. You see what I'm saying? Like I felt like I couldn't lash out in the way that I wanted to. Because I already felt like everybody was looking at me like as if I was the person from Detroit. I didn't want to be angry. I didn't want to get I was I didn't want to cause any more trouble than what I already had. I remember when I f- experienced my first betrayal. <laughs> I forget his last name, but he was from Florida, country dude. And I remember him pulling me off to the side and telling me that he was going to put put me under his wing. And, you know, I was so excited because he was black just like me. We came from the exact same backgrounds. You know, and obviously me being a knuckleheaded Lance Corporal, you know, I found some trouble. And in that little trouble right there, I remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember somebody saying like, yo, ain't you his corporal? Ain't you his mentor? And he looked me dead in my face. Looked me dead in my face. And he said, no, I don't know that guy. And I looked at him and I was like, damn, what the fuck? Like, like, like you supposed to be like me. Get old. Wait, 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 wait. You said that you was going to mentor me. Once again, I found myself conflicted in the same way that I'm conflicted right now. I couldn't talk to one group of people, but at the same time, especially in my MOS, the only other person like me wasn't talking to me. I had abandoned me. My first, my first real mentor came in the in the, in the body of an Italian man from fucking Wisconsin. 
Conziella. K for short. I'm doing a lot of name dropping. Like, thank God all these people are out of the military. I'm doing a lot of name dropping today. But I remember him. White dude from Wisconsin. And I'm saying a lot of colors in this, you know, and I promise you there's there's, there's a point behind this. I promise you there is. And I had I had some I had some type of girlfriend issues or something, whatever, whatever Lance Corbett Thick Thin's dango misadventures had brought on to that Monday morning. But I remember talking to him. And whatever conversation we had in that exact moment right there, it sparks a relationship between us that just continued to keep going. He would talk about, and this is why I always tell people that you never know where your name ends up. It might end up in rooms that you would never be in. And on those times when my name would end up in rooms that I knew I was never going to be in, unfortunately unfortunately for me, Sergeant Conziello was actually in those rooms. And when they would talk about how I wasn't fit to be in the military or that I was going to get hit with failure to adapt and they were going to try to force me out, it was K that actually started talking on my behalf. This is white dude from Wisconsin. I bring that up for the simple fact that a lot of times we tend to get distracted by race. We allow media to determine our perception of what a other person is before we even meet them. And sometimes, yes, it's true. What we see on TV, some people are that. I've, 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 I've had my fair share of racism in the military in and out. Hell, I was I I remember I've experienced racism and it, it wasn't just from white people, it was it was from oh god man, like it was it, it was from Hispanics, other cultures, hell, even my own, especially me having interracial children. I bring that up because it's a lot more deeper than what a person is on the outside. And we only blind ourselves if we listen to the media. Coming from Detroit, Michigan, a city that was prosperous at one point, but was destroyed by the riots. It definitely rubs me wrong to see everybody rioting right now. But I understand that they were upset. We're angry. How else are we going to do this? I wonder if there's another way. Everybody be safe out there. I really just wanted to take a moment and just say that. It was because of people like Conziella that actually changed my whole perception of how to be a leader. That this guy from Wisconsin, this Italian man from Wisconsin, was able to reach this this young man from Detroit, Michigan. And although he couldn't colloquialize the way that I would understand, he reached me in a way that I wouldn't have thought anybody outside of my culture would have. Now here I am, a sergeant of Marines, a leader of Marines, and I interact with all of these peoples of different races and different genders and come from these different backgrounds. And I really wanted to bring this up because, you know, we get online and we get confused and we get blinded and we allow these things to form this misconception about who we are. And then we come back into our reality and we believe that what we saw online was exactly what we are, re are receiving in reality. But I can assure you that it is complete bullshit. Everybody ain't like that. And 
I always, I always had Conziella in my mind when I led my Marines. That the same way that, that he led me is the same way that I'm going to lead y'all, regardless of y'all color and y'all gender. Regardless if y'all come from this background or come from that background. I love y'all all the same and I hate y'all all the same. I really didn't want to do this episode because even right now, my emotions are definitely conflicting with it. So as we go into this week, I really just want you to take a step back real quick and ask yourself, am I looking at the bigger picture? Let me rephrase that. What, how am I seeing this? What, what can I do? This week, I've already told myself that I'm going to look in ways of how I can help my community. How I can influence other Marines. How I can still lead Marines. How can I be a better person? I encourage you to do the same. 